Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the HFL show brought to you by Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Ald. Quite an unbelievable weekend eh? in the Highland League. Goals, excitement, drama on and off the park. Lots to discuss and get our teeth into on this week's show. Of course, the big news on Saturday night, resignations from the managers of Brora and co-managers at Keith. Uh, on this week's show, we'll hear from the Brora Rangers interim manager, formerly assistant manager and longtime friend of Stephen Mackay, Craig Campbell, who admits it was a shock even to him to hear the news after the game. It came as a shock, obviously, the um, the result uh, didn't go our way on, on Saturday and it was a, a poor performance from us. Um, but after I spoke to Stephen after the game and everything had sort of settled and he explained all his reasoning. Um, I understood it a bit clearer then, but yeah, it came as a shock too. It was it was a bit of an emotional day. Meanwhile, at Keith, they had their own worries on the park to contend with, losing 10-0 to inform Bucky Thistle on Saturday. And after the game, co-managers Tommy Wilson and Andy Roddy called it a day. We'll catch up with the director of football at Kyna Park, Michael Brown, who was disappointed to hear the news. I got the phone call on Saturday night from, from Andy Roddy just informing us that they had uh, taken the decision to step down, which uh, at the time I submit was, was was disappointing that uh, that they reached that decision um, so early in the season. Um, you know, having having given the, the backing that they've had, you know. They... And we'll also find out what it's like to play every single game away from home this season. Of course, Fort William will have no home games at Claggan Park this season. They've been made to play every single game away from home. We'll catch up with Fort assistant boss Paul Coots to find out how they're adjusting to life and how the season is going so far for the men from Lacaber. But it is disruptive there's no two ways around it um but we're grateful to have football i think if it was any other season it probably would have been sore but with having a big gap you know from our last competitive games until now i think the boys would do anything it took yeah what a weekend it was in the highland league last weekend we'll hear from craig campbell michael brown and paul coots later on on the podcast but let's first of all start with a recap of what happened last weekend and where to start we'll start at victoria park bucky thistle of course 10-0 winners against keith tommy wilson and andy roddy handed in their resignation as co-managers of the maroons after the game and we'll talk to michael brown about that later on but bucky thistle absolutely rampant 10-0 winners sam urquhart helping himself to a hat-trick and the Jags are on fire at the start of the league season. Brecon City had also uh, continued their unbeaten start to the season. Gary Wood, a former guest on the podcast in episode one, scored a 15-minute double as they ran out 4-1 winners away to Devon Vale for Martin. United have started strongly as well. They were 3-0 winners at home to Fort William. Strathspey Thistle, Went down by four goals to two at Mosset Park. 
Uh, well, it was 2-2 until the last uh, 17 minutes of the game, but late goals from Taylor and Duncanson helped the Can-Cans to their first victory of the season and for quite some time as well, of course, because Forest were out of action last year, so it would be great to get that first win for the Can-Cans. Huntley left it late against Lossiemouth, one all right up until the death, Gavin Elphinston scoring his first goal for the Black and Golds to earn all three points for Alan Hale's men. Inverurie Locos, well, they were two winners against uh, Tariff United. They met for the second time in four days after the two sides faced off in the Aberdeenshire Cup days earlier. 2-0, the Locos led the break and quite possibly goal of the season, a blooter from Souter six minutes before the interval uh, from his own half. Goal of the season contender, week three, quite possibly. Nairn County drew 2 all with Rothis away from home and Clach picked up their first point of the season, a 2 all draw. They left it late as well. James Anderson with the leveller two minutes from time. Wicked led by two goals to one. They had to come from behind as well. Gary Manson uh, putting on the boots and uh, putting one home from the spot on the 65th minute to level things up at one apiece at the time. So Gary Manson on the score sheet for the scores. But quite possibly game of the day saw Fraserburgh take on Brora Rangers. We spoke to Paul Brindle on the podcast last week. Of course, Paul Brindle scored that match winner the last time the two sides met at the Bellsley just before the pandemic struck. Brora Rangers got off to a Brilliant start. Two goals inside the opening 16 minutes from Dale Gillespie and Jordan McRae. But Brora ran out 6-2 winners in the end. Again, the, the Brock have just been on fire at the start of the season. And it was quite some win for the home side. After the game, uh, the big news on Saturday night, of course, after the game, Stephen Mackay, the Brora Rangers manager, handed his resignation in, which took a lot of people by surprise, including... His assistant manager, Craig Campbell, who I'm delighted to say uh, joins me now. Craig, how are you? Good, thanks. How's yourself? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing fine, mate. I'm doing good. Um, good. Obviously, as we, as I mentioned there, a, a shock to everyone uh, and, you know, real kind of uh, shock. Why? Well, I, I was shocked when I saw that, the, the resignation of Stephen Mackay on, on Saturday night. I, I'm assuming you were just as shocked as I as I and the rest of the, the, the Highland League were. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Uh, it came as a shock. Obviously, the um, the result uh, didn't go our way on on Saturday, and it was a, a poor performance from us. Um, but after I spoke to Stephen after the game and everything had sort of settled, and he explained all his reasoning, um, I understood it a bit clearer then. Um, it wasn't a knee jerk reaction to to the bad result or whatever people might have thought it was because of that it was an accumulation of things for, that he's come out and explained himself so um, I respect that obviously um, but yeah it came as a shock too it was it was a bit of an emotional day yeah um, obviously the result didn't go way, your way on the park and then uh, on the, in the wake of that you know the announcement from Stephen and, and as you say he, he has explained himself um, you know, on Twitter he came out. You know, uh, no, no hidden agenda, no background issues. Genuinely, just he he didn't feel that he could give the commitment uh, to to the club, the players, etc. And uh, you you know him well, you know him better than anyone. You know, you've been his his mate for several years now. He, he you know he gives it his all. He, he gives one hundred percent. And I think that was just kind of um, getting to him the fact that he wasn't able to to give it due to 
you know, obviously circumstances, work, family life, etc. Hey, yeah, that's anybody that knows knows him um, knows he's full blooded and and fully committed to whatever he, he tasks himself on. Um, and I understood the frustrations that he had. He he couldn't make training twice a week, um, and he felt as a manager he should be there twice a week. But he he has work commitments. He travels down to Manchester and Dunfermline, and then the accumulation of that, and then travelling back up the road for training, and then games at the weekend and the family life. Um, um, it's it's tough going, and he 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 said he felt a little drained as well. So um, obviously, I respect that decision, and, and he knows better than anyone how he's feeling. So um, I know he didn't take the decision lightly, um, and I know how much it hurt him. But he he knows himself. Now I know that lots of uh, well, lots of teams are are very close. Now you guys at Brora, I would say, are uh, you know extremely tight. There's obviously a, a lot of guys there that have been playing together for years and a lot of them took to social media to you know to thank Stephen Mackay you know for for what they've what he's done for their careers as a manager and also as a player as well because he's played a lot with a lot of these guys and I, and I think that just again is the mark of the man the amount of players that were you know taken to social media to to thank him yeah yeah absolutely I, I touched on it before I think he was probably well, he was one of the first players with with Heinze probably that um, made the made the step to Brora and and uh, started a bit of a revolution um, and it took them on to winning titles um, from where they were as a player and then obviously he moved into management and and was quite successful although he he says he he, he didn't win the league um, properly although we we only had a few games left uh, two seasons ago and I think we would have won it anyway. Yeah. Um, so he can he can hold his head high because he's had an unbelievable career with Brora and um, he did really really well um, as a manager as well and obviously had the the, the shock result against your team Hearts. Um, <laughs> I knew so you were going to mention that. <laughs> had to get that in. Um, so yeah, we've loads of good memories, um, but it's obviously a bit disappointing that it's, it's ended this way. Now, of course, the club now will begin the. The search for a new manager. Um, I know that they've already, uh, you know, put out their inviting applications to uh, to succeed Stephen in the hot seat. Uh, you'll be uh, well. You were an interim charge last night for the game against the Aberdeen B side and at the weekend against for Martin. What about your your own ambitions? Um, would you be, you know, willing to to step into management and, and take on the role? To be quite honest with you, because it happened so quickly. Um... And then the 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 fast turnaround from to last night's game, I haven't had uh, a proper chance to think about um, myself yet. What what my plans would be, or I haven't actually spoke to the club um, about that either. Um, obviously, football is a big part of my life, um, so I don't think I would like to walk away from it. Um, but obviously, the circumstances and the the roles and everything needs needs to work for the club and obviously for myself as well. So. Um, we'll see how that pans out. Now, of course, you mentioned it has been a, a busy week um, because you had the game last night against Aberdeen. You've got a big game this weekend at, at home to uh, for Martin as well. So it's you know you've been preoccupied to be training in amongst it as well. Um, what's the mood in the camp like? Um, obviously, you know as I'm touched on there, a lot of guys quite close to Stephen, but um, I'd imagine it'd be you know yourself and Neil McDonald's job to to try and raise raise spirits. Yeah, I think um, it's up to me and Neil to, to go and galvanise the squad again. Um, 
I get a feeling that there's probably a little bit of uh, lack of confidence amongst the group, um, which you do get after being such a dominant team and then not really experiencing defeat that often in the, in the league. Um, so it's up to us to just go and galvanise the whole group um, and, and look forward to the game on Saturday, which will be another difficult one. Yeah, as I mentioned, um, that game against for Martin uh, comes this Saturday themselves. They've had a decent start to the season as well. So you'll be under no impressions of how you know difficult it will be this Saturday. No, it's always difficult against for Martin. I know Paul Lawson pretty well, and I know how organised he has his teams, and and it'll be difficult. It'll be a difficult game, like we always get with them. Um, we've been a little bit light in numbers, but we've we've managed to add a couple of younger boys from uh, Inverness, which we're grateful for. And I think tonight it will be announced that uh, Matthew Wright's um, signed on loan from Ross County until uh, January. So. We've we've bolstered the numbers a little bit, which will help us. Um, so we go, we, we can go into the game and, and give it our best shot and see where we can go. Yeah, as you mentioned there, uh, Matthew Wright joins from Ross County on loan. So too does Ali Riddle and Harry Henham as well. I've seen Harry Henham play and uh, just at the tail end of last season, and, and very impressed with what I've seen uh, him in a Cali Thistle jersey. But in terms of yeah, you said they were you were light on numbers there. But these guys will, will probably inject a bit of freshness, a bit of, you know, um, uh, enthusiasm about the place as well. But yeah, great to get these guys on loan, uh, kind of three promising youngsters. And, and the club have, you know, done well with loan signings over the last, uh, you know, couple of years. And, and these guys from County and Cali. Uh, yeah, it's a huge, huge boost. As we're grateful to Inverness and, and Ross County for for helping us out with that. And it obviously, hopefully helps help develop their players as well who um, I know both clubs uh, hold the three of them in high regard um, and looking at them for ones for the future. So it's up to us to try and help them along their journey. It's a it's a pathway to try and get them to the highest level that they can play at. Well, Craig, we wish you all the best uh, against for Martin this weekend as well. And of course, you know, I'm sure uh, many involved at Broder would love to see you stick around in some capacity as well uh, and we'll, we'll be interested to see how that the managerial um, situation pans out at, at Dudgeon Park but thanks very much for your time uh, this evening Craig and, and all the best Thank you Aldi Cheers Okay so we've got another interim manager now joining us on the HFL show and more importantly director of football to give him his proper title Michael Brown at Keith uh, Michael, I was going to start by asking you how you are, but I'm assuming the answer to that is very busy. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Ian. Uh, yeah, they, they say it's been busy is an understatement. The phone's been been red hot the past couple of days, but uh, but yeah, it's all good fun. It's all good fun. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Of course, uh, big news at the weekend, uh, not only with uh, Stephen Mackay resigning at Brora, uh, Andy and Tommy have decided to step down from uh, Keith. Uh, talk to us about events after that defeat at the weekend uh, to Bucky. Um, talk to us about how those kind of events unfolded and, of course, the resignations of the, the two two managers there. Um, the, the, the way it unfolded after the game and started did not go to plan at all. But, you know, we, we were we were decimated with, with the the players that we had out injured unavailable to us for Saturday. So it was a, a very, very uh, inexperienced team that we, we had out there uh, against what, what is a very experienced Highland League team in Bucky who are going to be challenging for, for the league I'm sure this year um, so it was, it was a tough game uh, as it was and 
you know, after the game, um, you know, that was um, I got the phone call Saturday night from from Andy Roddy, just informing us that they had uh, taken the decision to step down, which uh, at the time I submit was 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 disappointing that uh, that they reached that decision um, so early in the season. Um, you know, having having given the, the backing that they've had, you know, they they come in from the previous uh, regime with Dean Donaldson and um, who had built a good foundation of a squad, and it was disappointing that. Um, Andy and Tommy had come in and they, they built their own squad, their own team, and it was just unfortunate or, or disappointing that they've they've decided to uh, to move on. Um, it's just unfortunate it's not worked worked out with them. Obviously, you know, so early into the season, I mean, to have two or two different clubs having managers resigned in the in the same uh, same weekend, uh, so early in the, in the season was was I mean, took everyone by surprise. And I'm assuming that you know from what you're saying there, you know, took you by surprise also a very unexpected call to be having. Yeah, it, it, it certainly was. It was not something that we we foreseen coming uh, down the track. Even after a, a heavy defeat as such we had, but like I said earlier, there was circumstances that contributed to that that defeat. But yeah, we certainly never saw that coming, given the the um, the backing that we gave the managers, and they they were able to to get in the, the squad of players that they wanted. Um, it, it was it, it was extremely disappointing, to say the least. Well, we'll talk about the managerial situation in a few a few moments' time. But as I touched on there, you're going to take interim charge uh, for the time being. We're recording this on on Tuesday. I'm not sure if you've had any uh, training sessions with with the guys yet. But obviously, that difficult job of you've got this week of kind of lifting spirits and, and picking them up after that week after that kind of heavy defeat to Bucky. Yeah, like I say, we'll we, be training uh, Tuesday night. We'll train tonight, and uh, we'll get the boys in and. We'll get a chat with him. I've spoken to a number of the players from the squad over the past couple of days, as it is, just to see how where they are and how things are. And the, the general feeling of the squad is the morale is is good. It's uh, quite high. So we'll get into training at night. We'll we'll get a light session and get them together and see how we are how we are for Saturday numbers wise. Now this Saturday you get you're against Inverurie at home. Some would say that that's a kind of a thankless task after what happened at the weekend and, and, and the start to the season. But in another way, you can look at it on a positive note and say, well, you know, there's a, a side there that are coming to, to Kynick Park, a big team in the league, if you like. There's a great chance to, to go and right the wrongs from last weekend and, and go out there and and, um, and and try and beat them. Yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've, had a, we've had a tough start of the season, as it is, you know, we're playing um, Brecon, Bucky, and now, now we've got Locos as well. You know, that that's going to be... Another exceptionally difficult game for us uh, on Saturday, but you know nobody's expecting us to take anything from the game. But, but we'll, we'll we'll get the boys as prepared as we can this week and, and give it give it a real go. And you know all, all I expect from the guys to give a hundred percent, and we'll see where that takes us. Um, obviously, the club have uh, are inviting applications for the the manager's post. You said there at the, at the very start that the phone's been red hot. How has the application process started been going so far? Yeah. Also, I'm not going to name any names just now, but we've yeah. had we've had a number of uh, individuals uh, showing interest in the role. Um, so, so things are moving moving to, uh, forward in that direction. Um, like, so yeah, it just it just takes time to get these things uh, ironed out. The time you speak to people and uh, you know, see see where things are. But we 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 don't want things to drag on any longer than it needs to be. We want to get an appointment um, sooner rather than later to to try and get some stability amongst the squad again. And what are the kind of key characteristics you're looking for? I manage obviously I mean, we've got a relatively young squad, so someone that uh, can first of all work with a young squad, develop a young squad. Um, you know, we're not the richest of clubs. Don't get me wrong; there is there is money there to spend, but you know we don't we don't have the the 
the big pot of gold to go and buy whoever we want to buy. So someone who can develop players, someone who is a, yeah, it's a, that's probably the key one. Someone who's, who's got a good coaching background that has, has worked with players and has shown in past experience of developing players and, and, uh, you know, and improving them. And in terms of as an, an appointment, you mentioned there, you're keen to get someone in earlier on. I, I'm not, uh, I know you're going to take charge at the weekend, but I don't think you want to be in the dugout for long. No, like I say, the, 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 the club asked me to step in and uh, help out short term, which you know I'm obviously more than happy to do. So it's it's certainly not something I've got an ambition to take on the the manager's role permanently or, or any longer than it needs to be. Um, I've got enough with my day job and and the role and on the board I have as it is with, with doing that. So that keeps me uh, busy enough as it is. So yeah, the sooner we get an appointment, the better for 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 the club just to get stability and get us uh, moving forward again. I take it that you know experience and experience. You, you're just going to cast a, the the net and hind wide and, and see who the best candidates are. Absolutely, yeah. We, we, we're not going to we're not going to put anyone in a box. That you you have to need to you know have ten years, fifteen years experience or or one year experience. We're going to go for the right person. It is going to be a key appointment we make. You know, it's it's very important we get the right person in, and we're going to we're going to, we're going to take our time to make sure we get that right person in. And from your own point of view, Michael, I know that you've been in the job since November as director of football. Obviously, a lot has happened in in that short space of time. Um, I mean, first of all, it'd be, you know, we're just properly started a a season. Um, We're now, what, three games in? That was three more than we got uh, last season. But in terms of your own uh, role at the club, I mean, obviously, it's not ideal what's happened this week. But long-term plan, is this something that you're trying to implement now and, and, and carry on for years to come? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been part of Keith FC for for almost quarter of a century now, mm-hmm. uh, from going back to my playing days, and so it's I've got a strong affection with the club. And um, you know, yeah, looking to develop, develop my role in the club, and you know, the, the aim of it is to to assist in all areas of football with the club. You know, from the youth right through to to the first team. So you know, there is there's a lot of people behind the scenes putting in a lot of work and on the youth side of it. That's it's going to provide the. Uh, some hopefully some some good young players coming through in years to come. But yeah, it's, that's going to be a work in progress. But yeah, the foundations have been laid over the past couple of years, and yeah, I aim to to make sure that 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 comes through and it, that continues. Well, as I say, it's not been an ideal um, last for anyone, uh, an ideal last uh, ten or so months. But um, hoping everything dies down, and of course, um, you know, in terms of Keith as well, you get back. Um, you get a manager in and you get um, some results in the park as well. Uh, Michael, thank you very much for your time, for spending some time this afternoon and I wish you all the best for the home game against Locos this weekend. Thank you and appreciate it. No problem at all. Thank you. Now, delighted to say on the HFL show, joined by Fort William assistant manager, Paul Coots. Paul, good to have you on the show. How are you? I'm fine, thanks Ian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's great to have you on, Paul. We were just uh, chatting off the air about uh, we've got lively households with with young kids, I'm assuming there's a lot of people out there that'll be uh, familiar with uh, a household full of, of screaming kids. So I thought I'd just make the listeners aware as well that if you hear any shouts or screams or anything from the background, don't worry, it's just my kids. They're playing up and uh, whilst I record this. So uh, I do apologise if you hear the odd scream. Paul, um, great to have you on the show. It's, uh, it's obviously, we're three games into the season now with three games more. Uh, well, the same amount of football as we played last year, if you like that, that first season. Um, in terms of your, your own uh, fortunes this season um, at Fort William, obviously a very difficult start, but how have you felt the season's gone so far for you guys? It's been a, a learning experience. It's been a, a really tough 
run of fixtures so far. Um, three very, very good teams. Obviously, every game being an away game as well now um, adds a little bit to that. But the boys have conducted themselves well. A lot of them, you know, they're playing their first ever Highland League football. Um, they've come in a little bit last minute, some of them. And we've got uh, quite a few young boys as well that are cutting their teeth. Um, so we're pleased with the way they've conducted themselves. Um, we'll never be satisfied with the, you know, the three defeats and, and the fact that we haven't put the ball in the back of the net. That's certainly something we're not over the moon about. But every every game that passes is more experience for the boys that have come in. Um, and we are seeing progression week after week. So it's been interesting. Um, I think a lot of folk would have expected maybe heavier defeats than what we've had, which I think I think is quite promising um, that we're starting to kind of go in the right direction. But can't be too pleased when we're we're over three and we've um, we've not put the ball in the back of the net. But at the same time, none of these um, results or performances have been by any way a disgrace. So, yeah, as I mentioned, it has been a you know a tough start, Rothis. At Fraserburgh and for Martin, three of the the kind of uh, certainly over the last season or two, the well performing sides in the league. So it has been a, a tough start. But but as you mentioned there, obviously that yeah, the, the assumption is. I mean, we've seen we've seen some big scores already this season, uh, none involving Fort William, of course. But the assumption is that yeah, the, the side have conceded over the last uh, number of years, um, you know, big margins. But you can see there that there's there's signs of encouragement and. And, and things are starting to, to come together? I think so. Um, I think that the first thing that we identified um, when we came to the side was that we need to shore things up at the back in particular. I mean, the the amount of goals that we were conceding um, in previous seasons, um, I mean, to be honest, it was, it was way above and beyond what anyone would consider to be acceptable. Um, and it was something even as an outsider looking in, I could see was... Like a little bit of a novelty team, um, maybe out of their depth at times was a consideration, but still, you know, the boys had great spirit and there was a really good community feel about the club. So it was really quite disappointing to see that the results didn't reflect the, you know, the club and the direction they want to go. So myself and Ashley coming in um, primarily focused on the, on the back line um, and stopping being so easy to beat. Um which is something we're still working on. You know, it's um, it's not a, an overnighter and we're playing against really good sides with really good forwards. So we don't take it for granted that it'll be easy to, to change those fortunes. But I think we are getting somewhere with it. And I think with every game that passes, you know, these guys are getting used to play next to each other. They're getting used to the standard. And um, yeah, I think we're going in the right direction. You mentioned that um, earlier on as well, of course, I know you don't want to, to get involved in the kind of politics of of everything, but in terms of a, a footballing point of view, it, it must be difficult uh, not having that. You know, we always talk about home advantage. Of course, for William, will play all their games away from home uh, this season. How difficult is that being effectively the wayside every week? It can be difficult. I think geographically, um, Fort William can be a difficult place to attract players in the first place anyway. And then when you do manage to attract, you know, players to that venue, um, it was quite last minute that, that, you know, we were told that the games were going to be played away from home. Um, so a bit of a game changer for, you know, for a lot of the guys that we'd uh, come into the club and obviously the local boys who are from Fort William and we've got boys from Oban. 
you know, it's adding to their journey time as well. Um, the guys from Inverness, to be honest, it's not a huge difference in terms of the travel time, um, but it is disruptive. There's no two ways around it. Um, but we're grateful to have football. I think if it was any other season, it probably would have been sore. But with having a big gap, you know, from our last competitive games until now, I think the boys would do anything it took to get back on a football pitch playing competitive football again. So they're taking it in stride. We've not had any negative repercussions from it. There's a couple of logistical problems that we've got to iron out with the club anyway, but nothing that looks like it's going to it's going to define our season. Albeit, I'm one of those uh, old-fashioned guys, but I like to you know consider your home ground to be a bit of a fortress um, and somewhere that people don't like to come. And I'd like to think, or I've, I've got it in good faith, that Fort William probably is one of those places boys don't like going to. I can't imagine it's an enjoyable, well, I know it's not an enjoyable journey from uh, from my neck of the woods to Fort William every day coming from Inverness. So I can imagine coming from somewhere like Wick, um, Nairn, Forest, these areas, that it's not a great journey either. So that would have played into our hands had we still had home games. Um, unfortunately, that that's been taken away from us and we just have to get on with it and tough it out. Yeah, I'd imagine there'd be a lot of you know football enthusiasts. At, I mean, Clagan Park is... Uh, ideally, you know, a, an ideal, uh, it's what scenic, isn't it? I mean, everyone likes to to, to visit Clagan Park and, and tick it off the list, if you like. But um, I suppose you've got to, you know, you've you've got to put behind you almost that, that kind of realisation that you're playing away from home every week and, and try and focus on the positives. I mean, you mentioned a couple of positives there in terms of, you know, guys uh, maybe not based in the Fort William area suddenly it becomes a bit more manageable for them. I know that the club have kind of struggled logistically over the years as well. So uh, looking at the, the positive side of things that I'm sure there will be as the season goes on. Now, we were talking off air there. I mean, it has. it's very difficult to keep a track of... Oh, 2020 was a bit of a write-off. However, yourself and Ashley, uh, Ashley Hollier, appointed manager yourself as assistant manager uh, last year. I know that last season, if you can call it that didn't really happen but you know you guys have been in there what probably uh, a year now if you like just just nearly a year in terms of that year I mean I, I'm assuming that it's been a crazy year but how, how has that um, 12 months gone for you? It's been chaos um, I think um, Ashley's hairline will tell its own story um, <laughs> he's thinning by the day it's just been a, a real roller coaster with um, various bits and bobs um, cropping up different things needing dealt with, um, a bit of a restructure with the board and things like that as well when we came in. So, um, you know, the very fact that we're able to field a squad sometimes feels feels like something we can be a bit proud of. And, and the fact that we're putting out there a competitive squad um, even more so, it's just been a really, really weird time for football. I'm not long of finishing sort of playing myself and even I was missing it even an old guy like me. So I can only imagine these guys at their prime and their peak are, are really finding it difficult when there was nothing to train for, nothing to play for. I mean, when we were when we were at close season, we were doing a lot, what a lot of teams were doing and Zoom sessions and mixing it up by bringing in a PT and then, you know, trying to get the boys on various different kind of, um, you know, goals and things like that in terms of, you know, running on Strava and, and all kinds of different things to keep them fit and keep them interested. And it's a credit to the boys that they all stuck it out and they all followed what we wanted them to do and they all kept their levels of, of fitness at a, a good standard so that when football was ready to kick off again, they were right there ready to go. Yeah, I noticed that on social media. A lot of, um, 
I mean, we're we're speaking on Zoom just now, right enough. But there was there was a lot of Zoom uh, calls um, during various different lockdowns, and I suppose when you are a new management team, if you like, and you've taken on a, a new group of players, it must have been so difficult not to have that one to one time with them. Instead, you're doing it mostly over over Zoom and and virtually. But I suppose that must have been just one of the kind of obstacles you had to overcome early on. It was one of them. Um, I think that the fact that it was people's health that was at risk and by doing anything else meant that all the boys had an understanding that 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 was the way it had to be. And and we just had to respect that. And um, I think Ashley in particular can, um, should be praised for his ability to keep the boys motivated and and kind of manage to kind of tell them where we wanted to go with this club without being able to show them, you know, without them having games to, prepare for and you know work on tactical um shape and, and all kinds of things um to get the boys buying into what we're doing without any football um and them still to remain interested means that he's done his job um the fact that myself and, and the other coaches have managed to keep the sessions um at such a rate that the boys were at a good level of fitness when they came back means that we've done our jobs as well so um i think there might be situations where it could have really adversely affected the club but in some ways, it actually brought the boys closer together, you know, through a bit of adversity and the fact that everybody knew that no one was playing football um, and that, you know, we were working towards something. Um, actually, in some ways, maybe brought the boys a bit closer together. Um, you know, the, the sessions on Zoom and things like that as well, it was an opportunity for the guys to have a bit of crack with each other as well. And quite often at me and Ashley's expense, but um, there was still a little bit of camaraderie there as well. So it was the beginning of building a kind of, you know, the kind of changing room. Uh, what's what I'm looking for? environment um, and a little bit of our philosophies as well and getting the boys in our way of thinking. Now Ashley and yourself have been busy uh, assembling or, or kind of altering and changing the squad, uh, very active over the last uh, number of weeks and months, you know, bringing in uh, new bodies as well and and a lot of names that probably aren't familiar uh, to many <laughs> Highland yeah. fans as well but you know, that's something that could be a, a, a you know, give you guys an extra edge and uh, and, and looking at that positive and, you know, something that uh, is a little bit different. What uh, what can we expect from a lot of your new signings? Um, well, I mean, immediately, you, you know, they must be keen. Um, the amount of effort that they're they're showing simply by coming up here. Um, a lot of them relocating actually permanently um, to play their football here. And, you know, I think everyone knows that we're not throwing huge money at them either. So it shows that they are... Um, absolutely willing and committed to the football club, which is half the battle when it comes to players. And then the only reason that we've, um, you know, we've put pen to paper with them is because they're they're capable. So what's to be expected is, is bucket loads of enthusiasm. Um, some of them are um, getting used to the style of football up here and the league up here, but at the same time, we inherited young boys anyway, and that was the case with them. So it, it works in our favour that none of them have got preconceived ideas or think they're playing in a league they already know so they've got you know kind of inflated egos or you know thinking that they know too much already and, and it's actually useful for me and Ashley in our first full season in Highland League football to kind of put our stamp on how we want things to be done so we're kind of all starting from the same place in some ways um, and it means that we can put our stamp on the squad Now looking ahead to just finally you've got a game this weekend I know that it's down as a home tie but it's at Mossop Park against Forrest uh, Forrest themselves uh, got off and running with their first win at the weekend, uh, again at home to Strathspey Thistle. Um, in terms of you know your own football, I know that we talked about the, the, the opening three games. You, you were seeing kind of steady signs of improvement. 
And I suppose that, well, obviously you'll be hoping for a positive result on Saturday, but just to see that continued progression would be would be a bonus as well. Yeah, I think we've we've learned a lot um, in the last three games, particularly actually in the last game, um, where we maybe were a bit too respectful at times, um, where we maybe could have um, really gone for them a little bit earlier. So it's uh, an opportunity, we think, to actually let the boys express themselves a little bit more than we've, we've maybe been allowing them to. Like I said earlier, you know, our main focus initially was to shore things up at the back, but we've got some some really talented footballers that are going forward and I think we need to give them a bit of licence to, to have a go. Um, Forrest, we respect um, massively. You know, we, we've been following their results. I think they've got a, a win-loss and draw um, and, and not an easy set of fixtures to start them off either. So we have an idea of what to expect, but I think we need to start concentrating and imposing ourselves into games um, instead of being too respectful of opposition. Well, Paul, thank you very much for your time. I know that with a, a young one around the house as well, uh, I, I take my hat off to you um, and, uh, and all, the get, all the very best for uh, this weekend. And of course, the season ahead will be great to, to kind of follow uh, the progress of Fort William uh, this season. And uh, yeah, Paul, thanks again for your time. That's fantastic, Ian. Thanks very much indeed. Cheers. Well, my thanks go to Paul, Michael and Craig for joining me on this week's HFL show. Just before we go, of course, some midweek action uh, to round up as well involving Highland League sides, this time in the SPFL Trust Trophy. Brora, Fraserburgh and Fermartin all going down to defeats on Tuesday night. Brora at home to the Aberdeen B-side. Fraserburgh losing to Cowdenbeath and for Martin losing away to Forfar, all losing by a goal to nil. But Bucky Thistle are through to the next round. They'll take on Inverness. Cali Thistle away in a rerun of the Scottish Cup tie between the two sides last season. But more importantly, Bucky Thistle, who we talked about at the very start, winning 10-0 against Keith at the weekend, beat Highland League side Brecon City by three goals to one at Glebe Park. Now, Bucky Thistle boss Graham Stewart will be delighted not only to progress, but also to put a marker on one of the favourites for the title in this year's league. And that's it from me here on the HFL Show. We'll catch you next week. Same place, same time. Have a good weekend.